Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Game, and this is your Wyndham Championship Round 3 Recap. It was an early Saturday moving day, and from the scene, it's Mark Immelman. Mark, how's Sedgefield Country Club holding up on a Saturday? It's doing pretty well, uh, given all the rain we've had the last few nights. I mean, the bottom has fallen out in the biggest way, and raindrops this, like this size <laughs> are falling down for long periods of time. But the golf course has stood up well, given you know all the elevation and stuff, and our water can get gather in areas the greens are still immaculate they're a little slower than what they normally are but still it's the kind of situation if you are on the wrong sides of some of these holes you're playing defense so um still a decent test although it was a birdie fest today not to completely derail this before we even jump into it but i've been meaning to ask you for a couple of weeks uh mm-hmm. when you get what club guys are hitting you're yeah. obviously getting a signal from the caddy right no, come on. It's just my very trained eye that I can see what club it is from 20, 30 yards away. You are not. <laughs> no, we get a signal from the caddy. And I've got a spotter, Greg, um, who gets me yardages out there on the course, and he stands close by. So I'll normally be uh, 20, 30 yards away, a little farther than what you'd normally be during non-COVID weeks um, when there's galleries out there and there's more ambient noise. So now I have to be further away, uh, Dottie and myself. And so spotters will be close by, and they'll give us a signal like, um, that would be five iron, six, seven, eight, nine, wedge. Wedge, okay. Gap, this is gap wedge, and that's a sand wedge over there. All right. See, I knew there had to be some universal hand signals. Now I'm glad we got it. If you're watching on YouTube, you just got uh, the secret insight to, to what club these guys are hitting. That, that would be four, three, you'd have down fingers. Because you're going down. Yeah, but, right. but um, I mean, when the guy's got 230, he'd hardly be going with a nine iron, you know? So. Right. That's, yeah, you, you can generally get it pretty close, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So got, one more thing. If he's yeah. too far and I can't see this, then you'll just go one, two, three, four. So got that's it. nine iron. Or one, two would be seven. So, wow. so we can figure it out. You guys got this all figured out. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> well, a guy who also had it all figured out on Saturday was Si Woo Kim, who goes out and shoots a 62 and leads this golf tournament by two shots. Uh, he's won here at the Wyndham. He aced number three, darn near ace number 12, and uh, 16 looked like it was tracking for a while. I mean, this guy was absolutely dialed in with his irons today. Well, look, kudos to you boys who picked him early in the week uh, in retail weekly championship belt. I mean, it was that, that head-to-head match between Siwoo and Sungjae. Yeah. Sungjae is playing pretty well, but Kim, I mean, look, he's obviously comfortable around this place here because today was just a spectacular day. Bar the bogey on seven. <laughs> Otherwise, he played those par threes in a sublime fashion. I mean, he made an ace and a couple twos and a four. I mean, he needed a three to hit for the cycle. Um, 
But he comes in, yeah, he, he looked, he was the group behind me. I had the penultimate group. And whenever I looked back, it looked like he was in the fairway um, and, and flighting balls into greens. It wasn't just swinging away. Uh, it looked like he was moving trajectories. It looked like he was kind of doing what you need to do here around Sedgefield. And, and it likes a player to approach the hole, you know, because of some of these tilted greens. If you get beyond the hole, you're flying the thing in their highest spin. It's coming back to you or it's leaving you in a place where you basically cooked where he was flighting balls in, landing short, skipping up, you know, a very crafty sort of a round of golf. And, and obviously, I mean, 18 under par through three rounds, he's doing something right. Yeah, he, I think he made like 50 feet of putts on Saturday, which normally that'd be good for like a 72, not a 62. But when you keep stuffing them in there, uh, I guess it's, it, it doesn't add up too quick. Uh, I guess the, the guy, there's a couple guys in the chase group here uh two shots back rob oppenheim is here doc redmond is here let's start with redmond because i love this story he's a he's a clemson kid who you know kind of jumps on the scene last year at the rocket mortgage gets that special temporary status then we know it's a race for him to get his card and he, he's you know very sneaky you know right inside the top 100 of the fedex cup standings that's probably certainly going to get better this week if things continue he's a really solid ball striker I love seeing him near the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, look, you don't stumble into a U.S. amateur title. You, you've got to play very well for two rounds qualifying, and then you've got to win six matches. So that speaks to you know, the ability to play it. And he won at Riviera, the, his amateur title, which you know you've got to be able to play golf around there and strike your golf ball and be smart with decision-making and such. And, and, and he was in front of my group, so I got to have a little mm. gander at him as well. And and it looks like he hits a real heavy ball. You know, the thing cuts through the air pretty well. And, and he's powerful. He moves it through the air in a hurry. And, and, and um, you know, he's coming in, you know, with some sneaky form. Uh, you know, he started the, this, this, this return to the season decently. And then he had a couple of miscuts. But then he played okay. Um, and then PGA Championship last week. A couple of rounds under par, which was always a good deal because that place was playing so hard. So, clearly good form. And then, you know, there's something about you know, Carolina guys playing in Carolina. You've got Webb and you've got um, Harold Varner and you've got yep. these guys that went to Carolina school, South Carolina that is, that, that just feel comfortable around you. And, um, and clearly there's a little something going on for, for Doc Redman. And, and, and the one thing that sort of jumps out to me is, Apart from the mustache, you, you know, <laughs> he, he, looks like, he looks like our producer Jacob. From yeah, he does. <laughs> the, he looks like when he gets the bit between his teeth, he's not going to go anywhere. And, and that's what it's going to take tomorrow. So he looks like he's up for the job and he looks like he's got that grit about him. And, and, and for all intents and purposes, uh, looks like a really sound player. Yeah, he certainly is. He's been one of the better uh, tee to green players since the restart. I, I suppose the the dark horse here is Rob Oppenheim, who entered the week at five hundred to one to win this golf tournament. Uh, he's never made the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, he goes out, shoots a 62, including a bogey on his final hole of the day, which is just an unbelievable round. But this is kind of the name that most people might not be accustomed to. This is the name that's probably the biggest surprise here at the top of the board. Well, you know, this is the, this argument. If Carl was on the uh, on the call, we'd probably have, you know, because he comes in here with zero form. Really, he'd had four miscuts in a row. Yep. Hit the Barracuda, uh, the the Stableford event, and finished just a, a whisker inside the top thirty there. But you know, the one thing about these guys, even the journeyman professionals on the PGA Tour, 
I say it to all and sundry, like especially my South African friends, because they're like, well, what's up with Ernie or what's up with so-and-so? You know, why isn't he winning? And I'm like, do you understand how good you've got to be to suck on the PGA Tour? <laughs> and, and, and these guys that sort of bounce their way between Corn Ferry and Tour and they just never really bridge the gap, they're really good players. And, and on the tour, oftentimes it takes just a little something to kick you onto the next level. Now, he hasn't found that yet, but thus far today, I mean, 62 today, it was, a, it was easy scoring because there was no wind and the, the whole locations were pretty well receptive and the golf course was soft and gettable. Um, but you've got to go to be able to do this. And he won the Division Two National Championship. Yeah, shout out to the Division Two schools at Rollins. Um, so, so, so this is a player and, and you know what? I, I hope he keeps this going because he could turn his lifetime around with a good day tomorrow. He seriously could. I mean, imagine he talked about it to Amanda Balionis afterwards. He's from Boston. Mm. He never made the playoffs. He's got a good shot tomorrow to advance to the playoffs. And the first event, the Northern Trust, is at TPC Boston. I mean, I wish he could get family and friends out there because they'd be raucous. But, I mean, what a great thing. And if he happens to pull off the victory, what a story that would be. Yeah, he's currently, or entered the week, 145th in the FedEx Cup standings. Obviously, a T2, if that's where he finishes, would go a long way. You know what I think is interesting, Mark? And, uh, you know, the the final event of the regular season is is so unique in itself that guys are, you know, racing to get into the top 125. But at the same time, this year, with the unique circumstances that we've had, and guys are not going to be losing their tour card, it's almost like a recipe for just all these guys to go out and freewheel it yeah. and, and and just like play loose your you, your card is not on the line go out and try to win a golf tournament it feels like and and this is from me watching on tv some of these guys are just out there freewheeling it yeah there is there, there's certainly some free free swinging going on because ordinarily the storyline here on a friday afternoon i mean it's a great golf course. It's a super town in Greensboro. It's a great sponsor in Wyndham. But Friday afternoon is about the most morbid day on the PGA Tour because <laughs> you've got guys that are missing cards, guys that are having to go back to Corn Ferry Finals and all that sort of stuff. And and you normally have Tom Alter here and he's sort of telling players you're in or you're out. And, and being there in scoring is just not a happy spot to be. Um, but now there is this reprieve. Um, but you must bear in mind too, this doesn't just mean that next year everything's going to be all perfect for them. You know, their number, their, their, their exempt ranking will drop. Right, so they yeah. won't necessarily get into all of the events you, that you typically would. So th there's still a real reason to play and there's a lot to play for. And, and we mustn't forget that, you know, everyone talks about 15 mil to win the FedEx Cup and all the big bonuses and that. If you're making the postseason, you're earning a bonus pretty well. And so, um, you know, there's a lot to play for. But there is this element where, you know, guys just look like they're letting it go and, uh, and free swinging the entire time. Yeah, which makes for a dangerous golfer when they, when they can do that. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the guys who might be able to catch Siwoo Kim, some of the bigger names. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. And we're back. 
Don't forget that Sunday's final round coverage is on CBS. Streaming begins at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on the web at cbssports.com. You can watch on your mobile devices in the CBS Sports app, and you can stream on OTT devices via the CBS Sports app on Roku, Apple TV, or Fire TV. All right, Mark. Let's look at some guys who might be able to catch Siwoo Kim. Remember, when he won this year in 2016, he ran away with it. It was a five-shot lead. He's too clear heading into Sunday. So some of the bigger names kind of lurking in the shadows a little bit. Uh, Billy Horschel, who is three back. He's 15 under. He leads this field in proximity to, a, in proximity to the hole. And what I love about Billy Horschel is two things. I love that he is an absolute grinder. Uh, He is never like you want to talk about every shot matters. Billy Horschel buys into it. And secondly, I love the way he sneaks up on putts. I I just I just love that. Yeah. um, First off, I'm looking at the rundown, which I normally don't do. It's always a story, right? And I mean, who's this? Who can catch the big woo? woo? Well, (laughs) yeah, I I don't always say out loud the things that Jacob puts in there for the record. He's got some real good stuff in there. I usually skip through most of it. (laughs) I'm going to get, I'm going to try my best to get the big woo woo into the show on Sunday. Um, I tell you what, Billy Ho can catch woo woo. Um, I'll tell you why. It was today's round. I kind of—I don't even know what he was. I was covering him, but I don't know what his shots. But whatever it was, it could have been three or four lower, uh, just because he hit the ball into perfect spots all of the time. And and to me, and I said this on the show, that golf is about probability, and the the more chances you give yourself, the more you stack the odds in your favor. And he just didn't convert today. But the one thing is for certain, if you continue to put yourself in a place where you can putt uphill, even though you're close to the hole, because look, at this golf course, proximity is one thing. But if you hit it to 15 feet above the hole, I'd rather take 25 feet under the hole because it's an easier putt and you can play more aggression. So um, there's the score's just gone up magically, 66, 64, 65 today. So that's five under with a closing birdie. Um, So the way Horschel is going, striking that was and he's rolling the ball well too all the misses look like just little misreads they crease the edge of the cup but he made a bogey on the 15th of par five after going for the green in two with a hybrid club he was green side there and so that was wasting two really not even one so he could have essentially been leading the thing after three days but the one thing about this guy he plays in streaks and we saw this happen a few seasons ago where I was actually on the call for PGA Tour Radio back in the day in Boston, where he had the lead in the final fairway, had like five iron to the par five green, and hit it fat into the water, the penalty area short of the green. Yep. Mixed bogey. And I've got to interview this dude afterwards. And <laughs> Billy can get hot around the collar, okay? And so my first question is like, Billy, man, valiant effort. What say you? And he looked at me and he goes, I'm playing great. I could have won this thing but man, I'm playing great and I've got something to build on. So he takes that cross country to Cherry Hills in the BMW, wins the canter over there, then cruises back to Atlanta, wins the Tour Championship and wins the FedEx Cup. And so he said, I'm sort of looking at a guy right now in Horschel that we have got three events in the playoffs, but I want to call this the fourth event. And Billy Horschel in the, in the lead in here is bringing some good form into tomorrow and then the three events coming. 
It, it is certainly Billy Horschel season right now. He likes this time of year. Uh, another guy who likes this time of year, especially this week, is Webb Simpson. Oh, by the way, just sitting inside the top 10 again at the Wyndham Championship. He shot rounds of 66, 66, and 65. Now with Paul Tesori back on the bag, I think it's more important for Webb to have – like that, that – those two guys might be the best team on, on the PGA Tour, if you ask me. And uh, I don't know – if he can catch Siwoo without maybe a little stumble from the big woo-woo, he's five shots back. Uh, but Webb Simpson, what he continues to do at Sedgefield, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, we, it's almost like we don't give it enough credit because he's always there, but it's, it's really insane what he's doing. I looked at his stroke average around this place, and for the last, I don't know, it was a number of rounds, he's averaging like 66.7, and par is 70 around here. So he, he shot 66, 66 in rounds one and two, and that was basically him just average. And today, you know, he, he had a low one on the cards over there and just didn't sort of finish it off some, yeah. and then made that late bogey on 18. But Webb can shoot whatever he likes around you. I mean, he can fall out of bed and shoot in the 60s. And <laughs> so um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he doesn't make a bit of a run of it. But the key for Simpson, and he said it to me, that the front nine is crucial. Because on the back nine, you can see people sort of stall a little bit on holes like 11, 12, 14, and stuff can go wrong if you're in the final group. So if Webb can get through the front side in like four under, and then you pick up a bonus or two and, and sort of quickly get to six or seven, have your name up the leaderboard, then one of the guys in the back there are going, okay, yes, Simpson, and now he's got the par five 15th in front. He's got 16, 16, which you can get, 17, which you can get. You know, then things change. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's striking the ball fine. He's making the putts that he should. He just hasn't, he hasn't got the most out of his rounds just yet. So, so, so I would think he's going to just let it all hang out in, in, in the final round. Every single hole in the first 10 on Saturday played under par. Scoring average was 2.19 under par. Uh, those guys got after it, and they got after it on the front. So I think you're going to see a lot of movement on Sunday, guys trying to jockey in those first nine holes to put themselves in position coming down the stretch. Jim Herman. Shout out to Jim Herman. Round Good. of the day, the Hermanator. Yeah. Not nine under 61 uh, started the week. 192nd in the FedEx Cup standings. I think I heard on PGA Tour Radio that depending on where he finishes, this could be one of the biggest moves they've ever seen in the final week. Like that's that's kind of what we're talking about with with Herman flying up the leaderboard. Well, again, it's like I said, anything's possible on the PGA Tour, and 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 Herman has shown folks what can be done tomorrow if you out just a little early and you get on a bit of a heater. Um, because he hit the ball beautifully, and then he just got on that run where he, he just filled it up. I mean, he played his last five holes on the front, three under. And then on the backside, he made six of nine birdies and shot 29. And now tonight, we're going to have more rain in Greensboro. The golf course is going to be more receptive. You're still going to have the ball in hand. So basically, if you're driving the ball in the fairway, you get to clean it, place it, get yourself a good lie, and then just go ahead and play target practice. And if you've got the irons dialed in and hitting the golf ball the right distance, you can do Billy Horschel proximity numbers. So then it just becomes a putting thing. And I've said this to you guys all of the time. <laughs> the guy who wins tomorrow is the guy who's going to make the most putts, not the guy who's going to drive it the longest. It just That's not, that's not how it's going. Tomorrow afternoon will be a putting contest, and you want to try and putt uphill as much as you can. 
as we do on usually Friday or Saturday evening, some guys that we're looking towards. This is mostly based on how they're playing. So Brinson Paolini. I've never said that name in my life. Thank you. And Denny McCarthy, uh, two guys that are hitting it well from tee to green, but losing strokes putting. Denny McCarthy's the best putter on the planet, so it's very surprising to see him losing strokes on the greens. Matt Every, he's your opposite. He's the guy who's rolling the hot putter, but lost over four and a half strokes from tee to green on Saturday. Mark, talking about who can win this golf tournament, Mm -hmm. uh, Siwoo is too clear. Uh, I mean, we talked about Webb. We talked about Doc. Like, who, who, who's going to win this golf tournament? Is it going to be the big woo-woo, or is someone else going to catch him? Uh, uh, well, look, um, I sound like Carl now. We're the real lead, okay? Um, <laughs> if, if you stay in front of Horschel and Webb, I think you're in good shape. And as I look at Kim right now, he's four in front of Horschel. Uh, three in front of Horschel. So if he goes out and shoots five under tomorrow, that's 23. That's a tournament record. So mm-hmm. I'm saying he's probably looking at the stuff now and going, okay, I want to get to sort of 22-ish. That's four under tomorrow, 66. And, and I don't think anyone catches him then because then Oppenheim and company have to do 64 or lower to get into a playoff. So to me, it's essentially in Siwoo's hands. Now, in terms of fading someone, I'll tell you who I don't want to fade. Peter Melnati is sitting projected at 123 right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> 125 get to the playoffs. So, you know, this guy's playing with a little bit of that tightness, you know, that stuff going on. <laughs> um, Jim Herman wants a good day tomorrow to get inside the 125. And then for the rest of the guys, it's kind of just Pacella. You know, they're in the playoffs, um, and and they, they're basically just trying to advance their cause. Hey, shout out quickly. He didn't get in the show today because – we, we, we got limited cameras because of COVID-19 and such. And Zach Johnson was on the opposite side of the course. Yeah. And this dude went out after 70 and 67 and shot 61 today. He finishes on the front nine. Eagle, birdie, 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 birdie. Oh. Six under and his last five for 61. 32-29. So, I mean, that's what's going on. We're going to see some of that stuff tomorrow. I just hope that these guys that are close to the bubble don't fade. That, that is my real hope because I know what it's like. I, I, you know, I make fun of the FedEx Cup standings in February and March and seeing them all the time, but I love the added layer that we're going to get tomorrow afternoon and, and these guys trying to figure out where, where they're going to end up. So I, I do love it. I'm very excited for it. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with a full tournament recap pot. Uh, Mark, enjoy an early evening for you a little little yeah. extra time off yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm actually gonna just uh, chill in the hotel room yeah get some room service and get a little early evening because this morning was early we're in early call there you go well thanks for joining us you can find mark on twitter at mark underscore immelman you can find me on twitter at rick run good this has been the first cut we'll catch you next time
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.